0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Kim. Welcome back to another episode of the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. Today I'll be chatting about a highly requested topic, and that is healing after heartbreak. I would say I get like five, at least five DMs a day still from people who watch me on TV get engaged and um, also end that relationship. And those people want to know how I'm doing, um, how, you know, how I healed after all that craziness and what advice I can offer them. Because sometimes people are reaching out to me because they're going through a breakup or they're questioning their relationship status with their significant other. So that's kind of their intention with reaching out to me. I do feel so grateful that people who DM me feel Comfortable enough to to share their stories and um, their own personal uh, experiences about breakups or divorces that they're they're going through or, or went through, and while I will say I am in no way an expert in how to handle relationships, um, I definitely have experienced my own fair share of heartbreak in, in the past, and the least I can do is share. What helped me during my darkest of days, how I I healed and came out even stronger than before, what my experiences were like during and after, and the lessons that I've learned along the way. So if you're currently in a position where a breakup has happened recently, or if you're questioning whether or not you should stay in your current relationship or, or situationship, or if you know someone who is either of those things. I hope that you find this podcast episode helpful. I and I promise um it's not all sad stuff that I'll be talking about. I can truly say from the bottom of my heart that while this journey that I've been through with relationships and self-love and all all those things, it's been far from easy. I am still so happy with where I'm at in life and I want the same for all of my amazing listeners as well. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, please take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your Instagram stories and tag at my lips aren't sealed podcast so I can repost you and everyone with a public Instagram account who tags my podcast Instagram account on their stories will be entered to win an incredible surprise gifting Personally, from me, I am so freaking excited for this. Uh, So make sure to post and, again, tag at My Lips Aren't Sealed Podcast. You can also tag my personal account, which is at Kimberly Cobb, and I'll repost you on both and you'll be entered to win a very top secret prize. Please also make sure to rate me five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you'll get a bonus entry to win this secret prize if you leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. So do all those things. I will love you forever if you do. Again, this is going to be a great great episode today i'm excited to chat with you guys about all these things especially because a lot of you have reached out about this topic i'm just gonna get real with you guys and talk about my experiences and and what i've done to become the best version of myself also a side note i feel like i'm losing my voice a little bit so if it sounds a little sultry and different today. Um, It's just because I've been talking so much uh, this past weekend. I had a a lot going on, um, which leads me to the next portion of today's episode. Before we jump into the main portion, which is healing after heartbreak, we are first going to catch up with Kim. So you guys, what is the 411? What has everybody been up to? Like I mentioned, I am losing my voice. I've been talking so much. If you've been listening to the pod for a while, you know that I picked up a side job working at a spin studio, and it's been so fun. I I just want to say, like, I I do influencing full-time. It's so fun. It pays the bills. I love it. I am so grateful for it. However, the thing that I don't think a lot of people talk about, and I am in no Way, shape, or form, complaining about influencing as my job. I'm, again, so grateful. This is just my own experience with it so far. It's isolating. Yes, I have these fantastic influencer events that I get to go to, and my technical coworkers are other influencers in Austin. And it's so fun to connect with them and see them, but I only, for the most part, see them at these events. My day to day is being home, uh, being on my phone creeping on other people's Instagrams. Like it's, it's just me and Louie. And I'm so grateful too, that I have my dog to keep me company, but you have to be really intentional about getting out of the house and, and seeing people and being around others. And I think that's what really, uh, I wouldn't say it caused, but it definitely supported my, uh, self-isolation when my depression got really really bad because I wasn't seeing anybody and I I didn't I wasn't forced to go out into the world and interact with others my depression got worse and worse and worse and worse one of the things that has helped me so much besides everything else that I talked about in last week's podcast episode is getting a part-time job I got a job working at a spin studio and it is so Freaking fun, you guys. First of all, I never thought I would say that a job is fun because I've never liked the idea of <laughs> working. Like, that's just who I am. Some people thrive in a work environment. I'm not one of those people. That's why I like entrepreneurship and, and influencing because I don't do well with um, reporting to a boss. I'm, I'm just that. That's just how I am. That's how i always been. And I got this part-time job at a spin studio and it has been so fun. Um, I, all I do is I run their social media accounts. I go in, I, I can ride for free. I hang out with the girls. I take pictures, I edit content. And a lot of the front desk girlies are like college age and they're just so fun and cute. And the management there is awesome and supportive and kind. And it's just about the healthiest work environment I've been in. Everybody is great. And it's, it's just it brings me a lot of joy and it's so cool so if you're like me and you work from home and there's other girls too at the spin studio who most of them actually have full 9 9 to 5 jobs and full-time 9 to 5 jobs and they come into the come into the studio just to it's more of like a social environment like you're getting paid to hang out with your friends so if you are wondering or curious about getting a part-time gig um, outside of your nine-to-five or outside of you know your work from home job I highly recommend it I have made such incredible bonds with these women I've also gotten other job opportunities out of it too I'm also running a social media account for a dance studio also so it's really fun and the extra money doesn't hurt and it's been great why have I lost my voice though this past weekend was um, a, a big grand opening weekend for the spin studio, studio and the dance studio, and so I was there eight plus hours a day taking content, talking to people, socializing, and on top of that, I also had some social commitments as well, which I'll talk about in a bit. But I was talking so freaking much. I left my, I let my voice relax today. I like tried to stay off phone calls and stuff. I didn't go in to work. But my voice is hurting, you guys. Um, I don't think I've talked this much in a very, very long time. But it was a great time. The grand opening was a success, and everybody seemed really thrilled with the results. And the social media content was incredible. But besides my part-time job, which is, especially these past two weeks, has been taking up a lot of my time, I still have been in a bit of a rut um, when it comes to getting motivation to work out just getting out of my apartment and I've been experiencing some weight gain lately I've always been very transparent with you guys about that but I'm working on getting out of that rut I did take a workout class it's called AKT and supposedly it's Kelly Rippa's go-to fitness uh, activity oh my god this really whipped my booty i my arms are still so sore so the class i did was a combo class so we did bands like workout with like the resistance bands and weights and weighted cardio and all these things and then it ends with a dance choreography routine so it was intense i am very excited to go back for another class but it it was it was tough you guys and what else did I do? Um, what else is recent? I went to a birthday party for my friend Newman Parker. He was on my podcast a few months ago. He's a, a big TikToker. He's into skincare and um all things Austin, Texas related. So check him out if you haven't already. But he had a cowboy couture-themed birthday party at a nightclub on Saturday. I will say, you guys, I didn't last till 2 a.m. I went home around 12.30. I was very tired, but everybody looked fantastic. All of our outfits were so cute. He was so excited to be be there and to have everybody there to celebrate him. And it was just a good time with good company. I, I didn't really know a ton of people going. I knew two guests going. And it's crazy to think about because a year ago, if you told me I was invited to this party and I knew two people, I would have had a panic attack. I would not have been able to go. And I was able to go to this event without that thought even crossing my mind. I was just so in the moment, excited, and it was so fun. Um, So happy birthday, Newman. If you're listening, love you so, so much. It was a wonderful time. Last thing, I sent out my mom's Mother's Day gift today. Mom, if you're listening, fast forward 30 seconds. But I ended up getting her this... 8x10 huge framed picture um, of my mom, my sister and I, and then my two cousins who my mom helped raise. We took this picture at her 50th birthday party and it's like the one of the only pictures we have of all five of us. So it was great to get that picture and I framed that for her. I also got her these two little salt and pepper shakers that are in the shape of sloths. If you guys listen to my episode With my mom, we went and visited sloths, and it was such a cool experience, so I thought that was a cute memento, and I got her a candle, and I wrote her a card, and I also wrote her a card from the perspective of my dog, Louie, because that's totally normal, right? I think so, but that's your reminder, guys. Mother's Day is this weekend, so make sure to send your mom or your mother figure, parental figure, whoever you celebrate on Mother's Day. Send them their gift or schedule that um, brunch reservation. Make sure to pick up those flowers and tell that person that you love them very much because I, I don't know where I would be without my mom, truly. But that wraps up Catch Up with Kim, and we are going to shift on into my pick of the week. Oh, my God. I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Gee, thanks. Just want it. I see it. I like it. I want it. I hate recommending something that I haven't uh, fully experienced or I haven't tried and really tested out. So I feel like I'm going out on a limb recommending this product or this more specifically, this is a book. So I just started reading this book. This was recommended to me from my best friend. I have a ton of other girlfriends who have read this and they have loved it. Um, so I think either you love or hate this book. I, Again, I'm not completely done with it, so I can't fully put my stamp of approval on it, but it's still my pick of the week because I am reading it, and it's definitely caught my attention, and it's taught me a few things. So the book, the name of the book is Why Men Love Bitches, From Doormat to Dream Girl, A Woman's Guide to Holding Her Own in a Relationship. The author is Sherry Argov. And I'm going to go ahead and read you guys the back of the book because it it sums up what the book is about. So it says, do you feel like you are too nice? Um, me, yes. Sherry Argov's Why Men Love Bitches delivers a unique perspective as to why men are attracted to a strong woman who stands up for herself. With saucy detail on every page, this no-nonsense guide reveals why a strong woman is much more desirable than a, quote, Yes, woman who sacrifices herself. The author explains the following. Why are men romantic at first and then change? Why do men take nice girls for granted? And why does a man respect a woman when she stands up for herself? Full of advice, hilarious real-life relationship scenarios, and the author's unique attraction principles, why men love bitches will help you know who you are, stand your ground, and relate to men on a whole new level. Once you've discovered the feisty attitude men find so magnetic, you'll not only increase the romantic chemistry, you'll gain your man's love and respect with far less effort. And supposedly Yahoo says this is one of the 10 most iconic relationship books of the past 10 years. Like I said, I haven't fully read it just yet, but I have read a good portion and I am hooked you guys. It is given me such a unique perspective because I have always been the person in the relationship who's too nice I'm I'm a very forgiving person I'm a very sensitive person and in the past I've allowed myself to be walked all over since my last relationship I can say I haven't necessarily done that maybe a time or two with guys I first started seeing when I when I was newly single but I've definitely held my ground and a lot of the things that she calls out I have connected to but in the past I have been that person who is too nice in the relationship so this is giving me a new perspective on relationships I will check back in with you guys and let you know how I feel about the book when I'm done reading it but for now I will link it in my stories and in the show notes Um, on the my lips aren't sealed podcast Instagram account I do share links to every pick of the week In my stories, and then it is then saved into a highlight on the profile itself. So if there's ever a past episode where I mentioned something, you can always find it permanently on my profile. And then this one, the book, I will share the link to tomorrow. So again, the name of the book is Why Men Love Bitches. And also I feel like I've I've noticed that just in my life. I've I've seen the girls who are mean to the guys, who blow off the guys. And not mean in a bad way, just, you know, they hold their ground. They don't take shit. Those are the the women that men are more attracted to from my my own experience. So again, I will follow back up with you guys when I am done reading that. My second pick of the week is TJ Maxx. Very, very general, but I did a whole shopping trip today. I went out to buy myself tennis shoes. And my shoes I've had for years, you guys, they're actually painful, To wear because I've worn them in so much. So I needed some new tennis shoes. Uh, of course, I went for a pair of tennis shoes and I came home with a bunch of stuff, including the sloth salt and pepper shakers for my mom. Based on that, you can tell that I definitely uh did not stay on track when it came to my shopping list. But I got a ton of incredible stuff. Kiss press on nails, which are usually eight to ten dollars for a pack were only a couple bucks at TJ Maxx and there was like a whole shelf of them. There was a ton of like designer stuff in stock right now. Um, New Balance tennis shoes. They had like so many things, you guys. So don't walk, run. Highly recommend TJ Maxx has like the stock right now. And if you did watch me on the show, there was two dresses that I wore that I always, again, still to this day, get DMs about. It's this uh, high-low kind of dress with um, a knot, a tie knot in the front that scrunches above the belly. It's very flattering, nice cleavage. The first one I wore was this pastel green that I wore to my going away party. And the other one was this deep maroon, purpley pink kind of color that I wore in the air quotes breakup scene. Uh, same dress, but each in a different color. And those are in stock right now at TJ Maxx. So you heard it here first, guys. There's no way to order those online. You just have to get Luck of the Draw and find them in store. So they're there right now. Go hunt them down. If you get one, tag me. I want to see it. But that wraps up my picks of the week. And we're going to now talk about healing after heartbreak. You guys, I am the most sensitive Pisces you will ever meet. I get emotionally attached to people I'm attracted to very easily. And that's why I have abstained from having sexual relationships with uh, men casually because I feel like a part of my soul is given away every time I have sex with somebody and they don't emotionally connect with me as I do with them. And I'm not coming from a religious standpoint or anything like just physically in my body. I feel so sad when I when I'm uh, not connected emotionally to a partner that I'm that I'm with. So that said, you guys know I'm a very emotional person. Um, I'm very empathetic and I can pick up on others emotions as well. That said, I've experienced a lot of heartbreak throughout my life. I mean. I remember even just my first love back in high school, like I thought that was the end of my life. And I think a lot of us are that way, you know, especially our our first, our first loves in high school. You think that's your soulmate. And when they, you find out that they're not, you just think your life is over. But going from high school into college and post-college and early adulthood, mid, mid twenties, I have gotten my heart broken I've broken hearts but even when I've broken hearts a part of my heart is still hurting as well more specifically the the relationships that I have chosen to end my own heart still took time to heal from those because I was losing someone who you know became my best friend and who who I, I thought was my soulmate and I mourned the loss of that relationship I've had Two long-term relationships. I've had short-term relationships. I don't know how many um, situationships, a plenty, and I've learned a lot of lessons from each of those experiences. I've gotten my heart broken in every single one, and now I will say I'm a little more hesitant to put myself out there because. I'm not necessarily afraid of heartbreak. I just, I protect myself a little bit more because of those experiences that, that I went through. The biggest question I get asked or the most common asked question I get is how, Kim, how did you heal like that? Every, the relationship you went through on TV, like that seemed so crazy, so traumatizing. How did you heal? What did you do? So I can break it down into four steps how to heal your heart after a breakup number one is just to focus on you maybe you were fighting to win them back and to get them back in your life you might have begged for them to get back together with you you might have even lost yourself in the process and stopped focusing on on yourself and what you should do is stop focusing on getting them back and and try to get back to you and figuring out who you are what you need in life and who you are meant to be without that person step number one is just to focus on you realize that yes this breakup happened accept it and shift your energy now into focusing on you and rebuilding yourself back up number two is to look inward use this time away from your ex to gain clarity about about your relationship Uh, You guys know I love a good journaling and meditation moment, whether that's uh, meditating at home or going into a class. I think either of those are extremely beneficial. And doing this might help you realize that the ex that you wanted back in your life has no place in your future. Number three is set boundaries. Your ex will most likely try to come back. It might not happen the first week. It could happen a year after the breakup, but at one point they will try to contact you and and weasel their way back into your lives. If you don't recognize your own patterns and emotional triggers, you can easily fall back into the same toxic cycle that you were trying to break free of with that person. So make sure you are setting boundaries for yourself so you can avoid making the same mistake. And if you do Number four is be kind to yourself. We are all just human. We all make mistakes. So make sure you are going easy on yourself and you just keep moving forward. It is so, so scary to move on and and to heal, but you got this. Like, girl, you you got this, okay? Now I want to chat with you guys about the things that I did After one of my more recent breakups, Uh, again, I'm in a really good place right now. I am so proud of myself and how far I've come. Uh, I still have things I need to figure out with, with my, my journey, with my career and relationships and, and fitness and all these things. But when it comes to where I am emotionally versus where I was immediately after the breakup, those are two completely different people so immediately after my breakup, I will say, I am not perfect. I was not day one drinking green smoothies and going on runs. Absolutely not. I was pretty unhealthy, if I'm going to be very honest with you guys. I, I cried a lot. And nothing is wrong with crying. That's not the unhealthy part. But it was the combo of crying a lot and keeping myself isolated. I didn't surround myself with family. I... I, I moved, I moved and um, I, I just stayed in my own little bubble for a while and that's fine. But I just, I did it for a little too long. I also ate a very unhealthy diet. I was not nourishing my body. I was eating a lot of, a lot of fast food and drinking sodas and, and binge eating to help cope that th- those, that that was my coping strategy. And I also, drank a lot and I slept with a few questionable fuck boys and I had my fun but it wasn't good for my soul those things um, and drinking uh, was just bad I was going out the only time I was around people was when I was going out and partying every weekend and did no justice for, for my mental health I didn't do any healing instead I was just basically putting an alcohol bandage over the the wounds that I had instead of trying to heal them up I did you know I did stay in that little unhealthy habit cycle for longer than I should have but eventually I did start doing healthy things to make my life better and to improve my life after after this breakup. So number one, uh, organized and cleaned. It is insane how big of an impact your space makes on your mental health. Um, so for you, I would say making sure that your your place is a safe space and you're making it yours. Cleanse it of anything that reminds you of that person. You'll feel so much more at peace being home, and you'll even be more productive. When I was in those dark days. Right beginning stages after my breakup, I wasn't cleaning as much. Dirty dishes were piling up. I didn't want to leave bed. Um, I just was a, a hot mess express, truly. And one day it just clicked. Like I'm ready to change my life. And deep cleaned my whole place, got rid of, threw away a bunch of things that reminded me of, of that person, donated them. It just felt so good. Number two is nourishing my body. So I love junk food. I, I I love it. I love my McDonald's Coke and French fries. I love my burritos from Freebirds. What else do I like? Um, Whataburger has pretty good milkshakes. P. Terry's got some yummy chicken sandwiches. Like I love fast food. However, it doesn't necessarily make me feel good It's a good treat every now and then. Um, If I am out running errands all day, I will have to stop for something if I feel like I'm going to pass out. But in the darkest days, I was eating junk food several times a week. And that was doing nothing for my mental health uh, and nothing for my healing process. Once I started consuming food and drinking less um, to the point where I'm now not drinking at all, That's when I really saw a shift in how I felt about myself after the breakup. I started feeling better because I was nourishing my body with the right things. Number three, self-care. I will push self-care until the day I die. But making sure to make time for myself to pamper and relax. um, Whether that was going to a spa or doing my nails at home or taking a bubble bath. Those things, I know they seem so basic, and I, I feel like I push that on in every other episode, but they're crucial to getting back to who you are and and recentering yourself after a, a bad breakup. Number four is getting that daily movement in. Right after my breakup, I was laying in bed, wasn't getting my steps. All of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get my steps in. Now I hit 10,000 steps a day. I go on the treadmill or I take a workout class and the workout classes are also great because I'm meeting new people. So just do it. It sucks getting like that motivation to go. And as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I have been in a rut. It's been hard to muster up the courage to go to a class and get out of bed before I want to, but After you're done with the class, I promise you feel so much better. And I feel like doing things like working out, getting your steps in, uh, it gives you a sense of identity back after a breakup. You're doing something for you. You're meeting new people. You're experiencing something new without that person. And you're building your own new life and your own habits. Number five is deleting reminders of them in your phone, like the pictures, the videos, the text messages, unless there's a, a crazy necessary reason for you to keep one of those things, just delete them. It's hard. Oh my gosh, like pressing delete is so hard. Guys, like even this past week, I found my old iPad and it hadn't synced with iCloud in like over a year two years and I still had all my engagement pictures on there I had old pictures from relationships and I didn't feel sad because I don't miss that person at all but it just made me feel like wow like so much has changed and I I'm so happy that I got rid of those pictures back then because I just stopped thinking about them so much and It was a difficult thing to press delete, but in a way it's also symbolic. Like you're deleting that person out of your life and you deserve better. And deleting them is physically like making space for the potential of somebody new, like iCloud storage space, but also emotional space as well. Number six, another thing I did after my breakup is I started to try new things and exploring uh, different activities, making new friends. So that was those workout classes. That was going to influencer events. Um, Some other things you can do, go to a pottery class, go to a bookstore, like socialize, get out, switch up your schedule a little bit. Do something that you maybe always push off when you were in the relationship because that person didn't want to do it. Do the things that you've been wanting to do for you or do something that you never thought you would do when you were with that person and the last thing I did after my breakup was hands down the most important and that was spending time with friends and family if you were in a toxic relationship like I was where your partner didn't approve of your friends or family and he or she maybe didn't want you around them Nourishing that those relationships was vital for me to heal and move past, uh move forward from the past. So I spent a lot of time with friends and family. I made new friends and grew those friendships. I apologized for things from the past, for maybe things that I did wrong to people I cared about because of the relationship I was in. Um and just in general, being around them. If you are going through a breakup or you're considering one, having that support system around you, people who truly care about you for you, not you and that person. They care about you specifically. It is so empowering and so comforting to have those people on your team. As for lessons I learned, this is something that I get asked quite a bit too is what did you learn from from your past relationships? And the biggest thing I learned is the importance of independence. I got my independence stripped away from me. My identity stripped away from me in a very toxic relationship. That relationship was a big lesson for me though in itself. So I learned a lot about about who I am as a person and how easily I could get lost in a relationship and how I never ever want that to happen again another lesson I learned was that and this probably sounds cheesy and I'm I'm not romanticizing any past relationship because I'm so better off but souls your human soul it, it never you souls never meet on accident the place they held in your life was for a purpose and once you find the lesson you'll understand why that relationship had to happen I grew so much as a person from every relationship I've been in, even 16-year-old me, first love, heartbroken. I learned a lesson from that. Breaking off an engagement, learned a lot of lessons from that. And all the situationships and relationships I've had since, I've learned things from those as well. So I truly believe that souls never meet an accident. You're destined to meet certain people in your life to either... Have them in your life forever or to learn a lesson. The other lesson I learned is that you really should not let your mental health or happiness depend on a person. You need to be able to take care of your mental health on your own and you should find happiness from within by doing things that make you happy, by, by being the best version of yourself. Never allow somebody that power to control those things for you. Another lesson is that walking away was one of the hardest things to do, but I learned how to love myself. Uh, what's meant to be for me will always be somebody who values and respects me and that I should never settle for less. And same goes for you. What's meant for you will always value and respect you and you should never settle for less. I have had my fair share of friends and and even myself who have settled for less than they deserve. And I just, I hate seeing it. I hate seeing incredible people in relationships that are not um, making them the best versions of themselves. The next lesson I learned is that breakups are going to hurt no matter what, but it does get better with time allow yourself to feel the pain, but don't get too comfortable there. That's one of the issues that I've had is that I accept the pain. I'm a Pisces girl. Like I am embracing all the emotions, but when it came to the pain, I just sat there and I let it consume my life. I let my depression get the hold of me. And instead of feeling the pain and moving on from it, I sat there just a little too long. So yes, feel those emotions, but then Don't give yourself too much time. Try to get yourself out of your comfort zone and try finding that happiness again as soon as possible. And the last lesson I learned is that all the love that you poured into that person will always find its way back to you. Trust that the love you deserve will find you. I know that sounds so uh, hippie, spiritual, whatever, but I am a firm believer in that. I'm a lover. I love loving. I love showing my love for people. I'm, I'm a gift giver. I'm a, I'm a physical touch. Like I'm all the things, and in my past relationships, I've always just done so much for my person because I, I want them to feel so special, and it's never been fully reciprocated, and I now believe that there is somebody out there for me who is worthy of me, who respects me, who is meant for me and values me as a person who is going to reciprocate that love for me the same way that I, I give the love to them. My biggest takeaways I would say is that, you know, just from breakups, healing from a breakup, is that being single is not as scary as I thought it would be. I was terrified of being alone. It is so embarrassing to say that because I'm so independent now, but I was terrified of being alone. Oh my gosh. I was like, how, how could I afford it? How could I do it emotionally? This, this person who I was with, you know, any of the people in my past, they convinced me that I needed them in order to live a happy life and, and to be able to live a successful life. But I've been able to switch my mindset and think about how freeing it is to be in, uh, to be single and to be independent, and I love the life I have now. Yes, I get lonely sometimes. I think people, even in relationships, feel lonely sometimes. Though there's no way to really avoid the feeling of loneliness. That's just human nature. Now I'm I'm able to embrace my singleness and. Go out and meet people and have fun and uh, focus on my career, focus on my health, focus on me. Another takeaway is that even when you're in a relationship, you should always be evaluating your own life satisfaction. So ask yourself. Am I the best version of myself when I'm with this person? Do they make me feel supported? Being in a relationship with them, is that life better? Am I reaching my goals? Like, is this person helping me reach my goals? or Are they holding me back from them? Make sure you are paying attention to the things that you might be losing if you stay in the relationship, like your identity, your dreams, your, your goals. When you are in a relationship that person should just be fully embracing you and supporting you to the fullest. And when I find my next partner, I fully expect them to be that way, to be that person for me as I would be for them. And the last takeaway, short and sweet, what's meant to be will be. If you're going through a breakup now or recently, or you're thinking about it, if you take away anything from this podcast episode, it's what's meant to be will be. If a person is, is supposed to be in your life, they will prove to you that they deserve to be a part of it. They will make you feel valued and respected. They will make you the best version of yourself. And if they aren't doing those things, they aren't meant to be a part of your life. They don't deserve you. And I am a firm, firm believer in that. If you guys break up and and you're feeling hopeless and you don't know what to do, you don't know who you are, what your life is without them, if they're meant to be back in your life, they'll prove to you that they are. Okay? Does that make sense? I hope so. And that wraps up my podcast episode about healing after heartbreak. It's been quite the journey, everybody. I, I'm i not a 100% the most perfect human being right now, but I have become so much better of a human being, so much more independent of a woman, and so much more satisfied with my own life after giving myself time to heal. And I know some people um, are able to bounce back really quickly. I know some girls who can go from one relationship to the next in two weeks. I don't have that emotional capacity to do that. My heart takes longer to heal. Some people's takes a shorter amount, whatever, wherever you are on that spectrum, That's okay. Every person is different. And maybe your ex will bounce back sooner than you. That's okay too. Everybody is completely different. I'm just personally somebody who takes quite a bit longer. Um, But if you guys had any additional questions for me about relationships and healing or literally anything else, let me know. I'd love to chat with you guys more. If you ever have any requests for podcast topics please send those to me on instagram at kimberly cobb and a reminder if you did enjoy today's episode take a screenshot share it on your stories tag at my lips aren't sealed podcast on instagram to enter to win a secret surprise gift that will be sent personally from me to you i'm really excited about this prize so make sure to share and leave a written review on apple Podcasts for an extra entry I hope you guys had a great week. Have an even better week ahead. I love you guys so much. And we will chat more next week. Bye.